Good morning! Today is May 7th, 2018. Welcome to Video Game of the Day, a daily podcast for the month of May, where I share a fun fact or holiday about today, which I then use to highlight a related video game. May 7th, 1946 is the day that the company Sony was founded. They didn't start with that name. They were founded under the name Tokyo Sushin Kohyo, or Tokyo Telecommunications Engineering Corporation. It was started by Masaru Ibuka, who owned an electronic shop in a department store, and Aiko Morita, a former sub-lieutenant in the Japanese military with a physics degree. When they founded the company, they started with about 20 employees. They mainly built radios, but also built the first Japanese tape recorder. As their transistor radios began to gain popularity internationally, they decided to change their name to something more overseas-friendly in 1958. They considered using their initials, TTK, but a Japanese railway company held the same initials so they couldn't. Morita and Ibuka ended up choosing the word Sony for two reasons. The first was the Latin word Sonus, which is the root word for sound and sonic. The second was the 1950s American phrase, Sunny Boy. In America, this was obviously used to describe, like, a little kid, but in Japan, this word was borrowed and used without translation, and Japanese people decided that the phrase was describing smart and presentable young men. Morita and Ibuka considered themselves to be smart and presentable young men, and that is the actual reason the company is called Sony, 70 years later. Because two Japanese men went, Sunny boy? That's like, a smart, handsome boy! We're smart, handsome boys! Okay, time to name the company! <laughs> anyway, they ended up branching out into all sorts of electronic devices. Storage devices, Walkmans, CD players, computers, televisions, and of course, video game systems. They didn't actually plan on designing their own video game systems at the start. In 1991, Sony and Nintendo entered a partnership to make an add-on for the Super Nintendo that could play CDs. They announced the add-on and called it the PlayStation. However, Nintendo canceled the partnership after they couldn't come to an agreement over how much of a cut Sony would get from software licensing. Sony decided to use the technology they developed independently and launched the PlayStation in 1994. Meanwhile, Nintendo just, you know, decided to save money and stick with cartridges and release the Nintendo 64 after that. The PlayStation broke Nintendo's market lead shortly after release and became Nintendo's biggest competitor in the market for over a decade. Oops. Sony has published hundreds of video games since it entered the scene in the 90s. And while I could go through the library and pick a game that's important to the company's history, I felt the urge to pick my favorite game that Sony has ever published and highlight that. And sometimes when you get an urge to do something, you just gotta roll with it. The video game of the day is Ape Escape. Ape Escape was released for the original PlayStation in 1999. The premise is decidedly late 90s. A monkey in a zoo put on a helmet made in a science lab that made him super smart. Then he made smart helmets for every other monkey in the zoo, broke them out of the zoo, and stole a time machine from the lab that gave him the helmet. The monkey, Spectre, then sends hundreds of helmet-wearing monkeys to different time periods so they can create a new timeline where monkeys rule the world. 
It's up to Spike, an assistant at the lab, to stop this from happening by using the time machine to go to all these different eras and catch the monkeys with a net, starting with dinosaur times and eventually confronting Spectre in the present day. I was 13 years old when Apescape came out, and let me tell you, this was exactly my kind of game. Apescape is not just a dumb game that I loved because I was a dumb kid, it's also a notable piece of gaming history for being the first video game to require usage of the DualShock controller. The DualShock is a very iconic controller these days, and if you've played the PlayStation 2, 3, or 4, you've already held a version of one. But back when the PlayStation initially launched, the controller that came with the systems didn't have the analog sticks on either side of the controller, nor did it have the rumble functionality that made the controller shake in reaction to in-game stimuli, both features that are now considered standards in the industry. Ape Escape took advantage of both these features, using the rumble for relevant scenes obviously and when you get hit and stuff, but also making the analog sticks mandatory elements of the control scheme. Spike moved around with the left analog stick, and the various gadgets he used in the game were controlled with the right analog stick. You could move the right analog stick back and forth to swing a laser sword around, or rotate it continuously to spin a hula hoop, or use very precise motions with the right stick to navigate an RC car. You use these gadgets to help you reach the monkeys and put them in a position where you can capture them. Ape Escape was a joy for me to play as a young teen. The control scheme felt novel and fun, there were a lot of puzzles you had to solve creatively to catch certain monkeys, and a wacky sense of humor emanated throughout the entire game, one that still gives me chuckles as recently as when I showed the game to my girlfriend Amy Lee last year. If you ask her, she might say that the game didn't age as well as I claim it did, but to that I say, the last gadget you unlock is a giant novelty boxing glove and you can literally punch your way through several obstacles and monkeys. The first Ape Escape is still only playable by getting the PlayStation 1 disc, which can thankfully also be played on a PS2 or PS3. It got a remake for the PSP called Ape Escape on the Loose, but the PSP only has one analog stick, and compromised Ape Escape gameplay's whole thing. It got two sequels and several spin-offs, but the franchise has been dormant for at least a generation getting no new games for either the PS3 or PS4. I miss it very much. And that's the video game of the day! I'm Daniel Thorson, and I'll be doing this every weekday in May. Apologies if you were expecting new episodes this past weekend. I got sick and lost my voice, along with the small backlog of episodes I made, so I'm adjusting to a weekday schedule for the rest of the month. I may still make the occasional episode on a Saturday or a Sunday if I have a really cool episode in mind for it. If you want this podcast to exist past May, follow me at VG of the Day on Twitter or email me at videogameoftheday at gmail.com. You can also listen to my other podcasts if you like. Play This, where my friend Max and I recommend video games to each other and discuss them in heavy detail. And A Smashing Theory, where my friend Sean and I predict the roster of the next Smash Bros. game. You can find them both on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and several other podcast apps. The beautiful music you hear behind my voice is by my Smashing Theory co-host, Sean Francis, and the excellent logo was made by the incredibly talented Kessie Rilanicki. I'll see you tomorrow, May 8th. And until then...
Those were monkey noises. Goodbye. <laughs>